In the name of our one holy incarnate God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. I wonder if there are any kids who would like to come and help me with my sermon. I think I need help tonight. Do you guys want to come up? You want to come up and help me? Thank you. Thank you. I know. It's a little crowded. We're all going to be in the stable tonight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So good to see. And our choir, phenomenal. Phenomenal. You guys were amazing. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this so that you guys can see what you really need to see. So here's the thing. We're here because of a story, right? What I'm hoping is that we can tell the story together, right? So who wants to start? What is this story? Yes. So I'm reading a book about Mary. The Lost Gospel of Mary is actually a book. And it starts out with Mary being born. And she was, like, rejoicing the Lord, not when she was not very old. And then she kept doing this for her whole life. And then the angel of the Lord came to her, and she was surprised while she, because she was just threading. And, and then she told the good, he told the good news to her that she was going to have Jesus and, that, and all that stuff that we all know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then the angel came to Joseph, and then, and then the angels, like, take her as your wife, and she's going to have a baby anyway and stuff. I th- you know, that's phenomenal, and I just want to say thank you for remembering Joseph. We love Mary. We love Mary right? But we forget Joseph. We forget the part that he played in this, that basically Joseph could have just kind of turned her over to the authorities and said, I don't want to deal with this. Whatever's going on, I don't want to deal with it. And she would have been stoned, right? But he trusted God. He trusted God. And he made sure that she was going to be taken care of. All right, so Mary knows, Joseph knows. What happens next? Yes, travel to Bethlehem and then um, they go into a stable and then Mary has Jesus. Mm, absolutely. So here's a question. Why did they have to be in a stable? Anybody remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Um, the, the inn was so full of people that there literally was not room inside of the inn for them to be. So the manager of the inn basically just sent them to the stable because that mm. was the only place he knew. Well done. And it, today it would be like, you know, your house is totally full and so somebody's sleeping in your garage tonight, right? It's a, it's, it was crowded. It was crowded in Bethlehem because they had a lot of people in town who were going to take a big census. Everybody was being counted, right? So everybody came. There was no room for them in the inn. And so Jesus was born in a stable. Now... What kind of animals were in the stable? Yeah, 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 here, yeah. There was a horse, there was a donkey, there was some sheep too. Mm-hmm, and who else? What do you think, who else might have been in the stable? There was, there was some cows. Yeah, cows probably, absolutely, yeah. There was this weird looking little thingy, like, yeah, like a weird, a weird looking goat. 
A weird-looking goat. Wow. All right. This is getting better and better. Yeah. Various livestock that would have been used for various purposes. Indeed. Lots of livestock. Oxen. Oxen. Absolutely. Good job. Horses. Horses. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a farm, right? So we have all these animals gathered. Now, interestingly, there are some cultures. Some people think this story came out of England. Some people think the story came out of Poland. Some people think it came way, way beyond that. But there's a story that at midnight on Christmas Eve, all the animals can talk to one another. And they talk to each other midnight Christmas Eve. And they tell each other the story, the story of the birth. And like we tell it today, and you guys have told it to us, and we heard it from our parents and our grandparents and on way back until the first Christians. The idea is that these animals have told each other the story just like we have. And then at midnight, the animals kneel down and they remember that Jesus was born in a manger right among them. Yeah. She's got it. She's got it, basically. Yes, we are all the creatures of God. We are part of creation. And we tell the story down the centuries, and we make sure that people know how special this night was, how special this birth was, and what it means to all of us. Because Jesus is the Savior of the world, all of creation. And so all of creation celebrates today. Yeah. One second. So basically, like, animals, like, um, like, um, said it over and over like humans did, basically. Yep. Yep. They said the story over and over again. Yes. So in Mexico or in the Ecuadorian places, we celebrate a thing called Las Posadas. Mm. It's when you go door to door asking if we can sleep there. It's kind of pre presenting uh, when Joseph and Mary were going house to house asking for a home to stay in. That is brilliant. Exactly. There are so many ways that we tell this story. And I can remember being your age, because at my church when I was growing up, we had the Christmas Eve pageant right here on Christmas Eve. Everything was out. And I can remember hearing the story one year and hearing it differently, because I heard, as was read earlier, that uh, the, the, the shepherds came and found Joseph, Mary, and the baby lying in a manger. And my first thought was, that's a big manger. That's a lot of people in that manger. And then I realized, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. But here's the thing. When we make room in our hearts and our homes for this story, then we're better able to make room for people 
who need us. The people like this precious family who didn't have place to be, we can make room in our hearts for them. Yeah. Basically, we, I was just thinking about this, but maybe we are like the innkeeper that didn't have enough room, so we offered a different place that had enough room. So we still, even though that we are clumped in with ourselves all the time, we can still let out and reach out for, to help another person. Amen, sister. Amen. Yes. So, if, um, it's like how Jesus, like when Jesus died, he didn't really die because he's still in our heart with mm. us. Mm. It's like everybody else. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is the sermon, right? <laughs> I will never, ever be able to top their understanding of this, right? And this is the whole reason why we gather, especially why we gather on this night of all nights. We tell the story again. Room is made in our hearts again. Now, I have tried, I just want to say, I have tried going into the barn at my dad's house and staying up for the animals. I have never made it. I never made it uh, because I always fell asleep. But I love the idea that all of creation tells a story along with us tonight because in the end, God saves all of us. We are saved from ourselves and our rotten ways that we treat the world and the animals. And the animals are saved as well because we all become perfected in God's creation. And we return to that place where there was never any hunger, never any fear, and there was just love. And it's our job today to make that love happen as much as we can each and every day by having room for Jesus in our hearts. Thanks, you guys. Y'all are the best. They are the best. Thanks. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Okay, you find your mama? You find your mama? Okay. So, friends, that is the sermon tonight. Just so you know, there's no kids' sermon and adults, there's, that's the sermon. And it's because you have planted in these children what will carry this story through for the rest of eternity. That's why we, he- we are here tonight, because someone told us. You've told your kids. They will tell their kids. God willing, all of us will see that glorious end and that perfection of God's world where all of us We'll rejoice together because there's enough room for all. Amen.